welcome to On Repeat, the weekly podcast giving you an insight into the minds of musicians with me, Ellie Rashid. And me, Hattie Winter. We are speaking to Benji, that's Benji Chief, Chief Apaya, a drummer, composer, and teacher from Southeast London. Benji, Benji, Benji. He uses his drumming to express his Ghanaian roots and the UK culture he grew up with. And I think that's something you can really hear in what he's probably best known for, which is being a part of the wonderful Steam Down. And we do talk about Steam Down quite a lot in this episode. But Benji has also worked with a number of artists from the UK jazz scene, such as Nubia Garcia, Theon Cross and Miss Maurice. So if you're not familiar with Steam Down, it's basically an artist collective and a night that started off at a bar in Deptford called Buster Mantis before moving to another art space in Deptford called the Matchstick Pie House, which is run by some of the coolest people in the world. It's quickly grown into a community where hundreds, literally hundreds of people try to get in and watch the show each week. Probably thousands if they could get in. And I was one of those many people queuing but Steam Down have been called furiously energetic and known as the jazz renaissance. It's got a super family type vibe. Yep, the eight piece band have a rotating number of guests and they've played at the likes of Glastonbury, Love Supreme, Brainchild, and not to mention Jazz Al Park in Colombia. Plus have gone on to win the Innovation Award and Live Experience of the Year Award featuring Kamazi Washington at the Jazz FM Awards in 2019. In this episode, we'll be speaking to Benji about work ethic in the music industry and how important it is to just stay true to yourself as an artist. I'll also note that this was the first episode we did uh, all in the same room. Like, well, oh, it was one of the first episodes we did after all the lockdown stuff. So it was just great to catch up face to face and see Ellie as well. Um, and hopefully you're liking this music in the background this is from the well steam downs national anthem free my skin absolutely love this tune so much really can't stop dancing to it all the time um so sit back and keep it on repeat and actually before you do maybe just take two seconds if you're on apple podcast to give us a review it helps other people uh find us or rate us um it'd be really helpful we do say that at the end but just in case you need to know more. That is a fab idea. You know something, this is actually also a great running track. I was going to say, if Jesus did play an instrument, what instrument would it be? Oh, God. Gone. It wasn't the sitar. So, I'd be interested. Probably. I reckon he could have played the sitar. Okay, that's my that's my, that's my. Nice vote. guess. Sitar. What about you, Benji? Nice guess. Oh. Love a sitar. Mm. I'm going to say drums, honestly. I think <laughs> I, re- I think he had like a little one, two, two, like two-step going for himself, like saying, like, yo, mm. this, 
This needs a beat, you know? Oh, yeah. Jesus is going to make a beat, yeah? <laughs> well, well, they're like, not the meaning of life. Wait, You're no. like, no, 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 no. This will be the pearly shuffle. Yeah. Like, is like, it like a one-two? <laughs> my thing, fingers of drummers, we always have this thing. Yeah, piano players just look down like, like they're really in the mood. Drummers just look left. <laughs> every time, the hi-hats, they're like looking <laughs> this way. Every time, I don't know why. I've noticed this. You see it. Point. You see it on TV. It. Yeah. Because I try and stand on the left hand side. <laughs> I gravitate towards the left hand side because I know that's where the drummer's going to be looking. Yeah, and if well, I, I need a little cue, I'm like looking at him to my to my right. Like. Yeah, you better be looking up. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, this is the one. And Benjamin up here, also known as Benji, also known as Benji on drums. Or the chief, way too many names. Yeah, um, uh, I play drums, steam down. That's me. Don't get me wrong, I love singing, like in my head. That's not allowed ever. Because I, <laughs> I realized, like, I like, yo, I, I sing, I sound great when I'm with a band or when I'm with <laughs> like a group of people, like yeah. 50 other people. Mm. Like, Let's get that one guy off the mic just singing the low notes. That was me. That was it. That's my job. But have you ever sung in Steam Down? Uh, I was forced one time. Um, we had a gig in France. Forced. I was, I'm saying forced because like I didn't want to. Yeah. Like, uh, basically, oh. one of us, <laughs> one of us singers, Andrea, had um, uh, her, her foot. She had stepped on some glass, and um, she couldn't make it to us to France. So we're at soundcheck, thinking like, oh, what are we gonna do? Like, we need someone who can sing. And all spontaneously, everybody just turns around, looks at me on drums, and like, ah, oh, snap. Did you not do the little left trick? Like, I, like, <laughs> if I look left, I look at the bass player who's looking at me. If I look right, I'm looking at the keys player looking at me. It's like, okay, um, yeah, I'll sing. Put a put a mic next to me, see what happens, and then end up singing, um, just singing for that one gig, which was a lot of fun. I do enjoy singing a little bit, and but I don't think I ever do a solo. That was terrifying huh? singing. No, mm. don't you dare. Don't even start, Ellie. Oh, <laughs> I was going to be like... <laughs> By yourself. <laughs> but what... Okay, so tell us tell us what you what you play in Steam Down then. Uh, well, I play drums and percussion in Steam Down. Mm. Uh, that's basically what I do for a living. Just hit things. Mm, nice. And they sound good. You must, it's like anger management. <laughs> Musical anger management. Basically, was when I started. It's like, yo, I'm so angry. Why are you angry? I have no idea, but it sounds nice. I was like reading about you guys, like, yeah, in the Guardian. It's like, oh, you're at the forefront of like the London jazz scene. You're at the forefront of like the London night nightlife scene. You're at the forefront of like so much. Do you ever find that quite terrifying? Not oh, like completely. <laughs> yeah, that's a big. That is a a big like a title, a responsibility. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you feel like you have to live up to that a lot? And is it ever difficult to kind of be your like authentic selves and not you know i feel like when it comes to being ourselves like we're completely calm like we'll always be ourselves like it's like i can't really change the way i am because some say like oh you're the face of jazz i'm not the face of jazz i do not want to be called the face of jazz i want to be a person who makes who makes jazz more fun for everybody to enjoy mm -hmm. and makes music a thing that people can actually come in and actually be a part of you don't really you don't have to be listening to it you could be even playing it. You could be playing or listening to it, talking about it. Start a podcast, talk about it here. Hey, hey. Literally. <laughs> or even just like, if you want to write a little review about it, like, yo, I went to this gig. It was all right. Went to this gig. Kind of shit. Like, everything you do related to music is like, we all want 
just good things to come out of it. And like, so when someone comes to me saying like, oh, you're the face of jazz, it's like, you're doing so much stuff. And like, I am just blessed to be where I am. Mm. And I realize I just take every opportunity because that's one thing that Miss Love and Mr. Watkins has already taught me very from the get-go. Take every single opportunity. And I did. Mm. She also told me never get a credit card. And I still haven't. Thank God. It's <laughs> good advice. I'm, I'm not in debt. Well, kind of. Steen down, I think, from High House in Deptford. Yeah. And because Hattie and I went to Goldsmiths. Oh. So a lot of... our neck of the woods. Yeah, exactly. Our stomping ground. Our stomping ground. So a lot of people we know are like, oh, yeah, yeah. In fact, um, I know Rob, who does all the stuff at... Shout out to Rob. (laughs) Who does all the stuff at the Pie House. I remember, because where I live is obviously miles away. And I remember... Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Oh, it's a trek. Honestly, it's a (laughs) mission. It's actually like... It's like when you invite me to Hillyfields yesterday, I was like, this is myth, I can't, like, I can't do it at all. But um, I remember going along, and I think I texted you, Benji, because I was like, you right, did, yeah, yeah I, I texted you, like, all right, I'm, I'm coming, I'm, I'm with some mates, I'm going to come in, like, it's going to be great. Made that journey, there was a queue outside that was like... <laughs> <laughs> bigger than queues you see at Alton Towers. Yeah. Like, and I'm not talking fast I want to get a fast track. Yeah. I, I'm not talking fast track. Like this this queue, I it was one in, one out. Mm. And it was like, we didn't get in. Yeah. We I, didn't. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I should have put you on the guest list for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Like, I didn't know you were coming to, like you told me. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then like, I asked my manager, like, can we put her name on the list? No, that list is full time ago. Like, when was it <laughs> That's full? It. Last week. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. I I should have got myself organized, but I was actually honestly, I was just happy. I was just really happy for you because uh, yeah. I didn't realize how popular it was going to be, and I think it was because there was um an article in the Guardian. Yeah, oh, yeah. there was. Yeah, um, we had. I think it was at the time when we just did a thing with um Kamaza Washington. He came down, mm. and Hutchinson came down too. That was a, that was a banger. Um, yeah, look, there's a lot of our friends came down and started playing with us, and then like. The Guardian came out saying, like, yo, these people are amazing. It's all crazy cool. And it's like, after that, it has skyrocketed. And this is yeah. back when we were at um, Buster Mantis. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's a throwback. That, oh, my I God. Love that room was sweaty. Oh, like, yeah. Definitely. It was, like, I love, don't get me wrong, I loved that venue. But that was sweaty. Like, I had people's, like, sweat drops coming on my kit. I was like, yo, I don't want to play no more. I feel like it's just going to get into me. It was yeah. like, ugh. But the vibe and the energy was amazing over it there. Was, and it yeah. was rammed. Yeah, mm. I remember doing one of my first jazz gigs there actually. Oh, is it? Like with my yeah, with my like contemporary yeah jazz band. That was. Oh, I'm a big fan of Buster Mantis. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah, really good food. Oh. Should go back actually. Think, like, um, there's been obviously a lot of talk about like black owned businesses, and I think that's like one of the only like clubs I can kind of think of. Yeah, and like they they've just opened a well not just but it's like, like the Stockton, Stockton bar yeah. and another one as well. Is it? Yeah, what's in Gordon? He owns like all three. Yeah, go- I'm gonna shout Gordon soon and saying, "Yo, if you need a like bartender or something, I don't know. <laughs> if you need someone to do the heavy lifting, I'm your guy." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the the pie house does pie as well. Yeah. Oh my god, pie house pies are dope. Delish. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I'm not. Even, I'm not really a fan of pie, but I had one finally because everybody told me to. I'm like, yo, <laughs> ain't that bad, you know? Like you're the gravy and stuff. Like, yo. Oh, they love. They're lovely people there. So I'm so glad that there was that kind of collaboration going on oh, where, like, man. you made them big and they made... It was it was amazing. It mm. was honestly an amazing time for me, like, to work with them as well. Like, 
it was always like saying, oh, what can we do to make it better? Like, oh, let's change the sound system. Let's get a new front desk. Uh, what can mm. we What can we do as a band? Let's organize it so we can get everybody in and out. We talked to them about the one in, one out policy. Like yeah. Like Ellie. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I forgive you now. Because <laughs> we, we, like, we knew that a lot of people were going to come. And then the venue said like, yo, we're going to have to like, put a cap by 150 for legal purposes. And we're mm. like, oh, okay, that's fine. About 150 will come anyway. We don't think any more will come in. And then, like, I remember, like, first time we, like, first time we moved it to Pie House, we came there, maybe 50 people came down, they, because, like, people were wondering, like, oh, where is it? Has it moved from Boston Mountain? So they, didn't, they didn't know where it was. And, like, the first week was, like, 50 people. Okay, cool. Second week, about over 300 people were coming through, and the line, the line went out, around the arches, down the road, and I was yeah. like, yeah, these guys aren't getting in, like. Like, yeah. You do know that, right? Someone should tell them. Yeah, <laughs> it's also funny when you have your friends in the line. I say, "Yo, Benji, what's good? I haven't seen you in like five years. Can you get me on the guest list?" Uh, yo, you're my boy, but should take me earlier. Like it's yeah. just how it is. Like, and I would love to get everybody in. I try my best to get everybody in mm-hmm. at least once if I can. But if I can't do anything, and like I'm gonna say, the guys at Pie House are strict. Way mm. stricter than me. I'm too nice. Mm. I'm, I'm way too like. Oh, come on in. It's fine. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> take my food. Come on in, take my drum kit. Don't worry about health and yeah. safety. Like, it's health and safety, fine. man. You're all small. You can squish. Yeah, like the squish behind the drum kit make me feel uncomfortable. Did you tell yeah, them I was small? They can only tell. So <laughs> <'Cause>, okay, <laughs> this is something like when I'm showing people on Insta where they're like, oh, this is so energetic and everyone's yeah. what is what is that dance called that everyone does at the festival because you oh it? god yeah yeah we, yeah we did we did so we out here and brainchild both yeah. of those festivals uh it was uh, the song's called grandpa yeah and uh yeah it was just oh that song was so much fun to play man and um yeah it was um yeah literally put your hands on one hand put your hand yeah. on your kidney then walk side to side, like, yo, this was the one. Like, yeah. literally thought I was like a back at the African party. It was like, yo, where's the rice? Where's the chicken? It was like, yo, it's perfect. And it was such a good vibe. And like, I didn't expect everybody to like do that. Like, we're thinking like, you get a few guys who were like stubborn, like, I will never dance. And mm. all of a sudden like, yo, I'm going low. Yeah. Like, when they, when you see an old person who can bend their knees lower than you, it's like, oh, snap. Yo. Yeah. Yeah, I know the feeling. It's my- <laughs> I'm not very flexible, so I'm like, oh, what? I'm yeah. gonna be real. As soon as I join Sinon, I end up being bare flexible. Like saying, "Yo, I can like put a bend down now. I <laughs> yeah, can do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can cut shapes. Yo, you said just that. I love, I love how you have like that dance, and then the next song could be like a mosh pit. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it has happened. Yeah, it has happened multiple times. Like we out here was a mad funny thing. When I was bringing my friends, um, and we didn't get in. I mean, it was a nice evening, but I was trying to explain to them what genre. Steam down. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking sucks. this. Yeah. What would you I, I know that this is this is a difficult thing. It's a mad question mm. because like it has gone into so many different genres, like even being at the at the Wednesday nights, because you never know what's gonna happen. Mm. Like all of a sudden it's like, yo, I like this Dilla vibe. Next thing you know, rock and roll, old school, and like then synth bass comes in, it's like, yo, techno, this is crazy. Um, but I would I would say it's more it's like Afrofuturism mm. with lots of jazz influences, but also looks at grime, hip hop, popular music, 
also, I would say a bit of classical music because, like, we have people who come in and bring their own, like, little turns to it. Like, mm. um, uh, the original keys player is Dominic Canning, who's an amazing keyboard player, and, like, he brings a crazy style to it on another level. But we also have a keys player called Lorenzo Kello Sengo, who mm. comes in and plays as well, my best mate. <laughs> Much loved him. Um, and he brings a really spontaneous kind of sound to it. Like, it's not, nothing's planned, but it's always just, like, sporadic, but also really chill at some points. Yeah. It's mm. like, yo, yo, both of these keyboard players are on another level, and like they all have their own like forms of genre, as they say it is. And it's like, it's always fun to hear how they bring it to Steam Down, and then ends up being a big old mess of fun. That sounds amazing. I also think we should backtrack a little bit and explain what is Steam Down. Mm. Ah, so Steam Down, I would say, Steam Down is a collective slash family of people, it's a community. Full of this amazing artists, musicians, uh, spoken word artists, and also just people who come down there on a regular basis. Like people who come to Steam Down are part of Steam Down. It's a big one, big family. Mm. Yeah, one big happy family, I would say. Mm. And it's like it was based on the fact of giving place, giving people a place to come and vibe and do things in uh, whether in music and get away from their problems, get away from their like troubles and stuff like that. And it ended up being a way bigger thing than we thought it would be. Like, way bigger. Yeah, like huge. Literally, when I first... I was stepping in. Originally, when I first started, when I first started, I was stepping in for Eddie Hicks, who's the drummer for um, Sons of Kemet. And Eddie was like, yo, do you want to come in and start doing this? And like, yeah, I'm definitely down for this. And then, like, I got there and I was scared out of my mind. He was like, yeah, just come in, come play. So it was myself and I'd say uh, Theon Cross on tuba. And um, what was it? Uh, Dominic Canning on keys, yeah. Mm. So we started playing together, and like, the first few weeks was like a lot of fun. People started coming on the on the with their own volition, and people start coming on a regular basis. And when they did, it was just friends. Like people say, "Yo, we're here to have a good time. Can we jump up?" And we'll just they'll just jump up. We'll be cool with that. And like it was just more about spreading ideas, yeah, and giving a place for people to actually do things. Like Wayne was already thinking about like the future, like what he wanted to do with Steam Down. When when started? When started, that's Steam his, Official, yeah, that's his brainchild. His brainchild. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And he's been working on that a lot of well, of recent as well. Like we've done a lot with Steam Down of recent, and like recently we just signed a record deal with um Decca Universal. Woo! It's the hype woman. <laughs> I appreciate that. Nah, it was um definitely a surprise when I heard it because like we were we were discussing it. And then, like, all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, we're going with Universal. I'm like, eh? There's a deal from Universal? I was like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, as soon as I told my mom, she's like, ah, we're rich. I'm like, we? <laughs> I was like, wait, mom, we? It's like, yes, we. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I mom, mean, no, 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 no. We, so you came from me. It's written, and how is the music written? That's what Ooh. I want to know. Mm. How is the music written? How, because it's so, it's an eight piece, right? Yeah. It's an eight piece. It is so complicated. <laughs> like, it is, it's intense. A lot of it really is intense. And how on earth does, does one get to write that kind of thing? On 
honestly. It's well, when it when it comes to writing music, it's more the vibe we bring. We like we literally share ideas on the fly. It's like, yo, I've been working on this and never really thought about it. What happens if I put this with this? It's like, oh, okay, that sounds nice. Yo, Ben, drop a groove. Oh, that sounds sick. Andrea, sing something over it. <laughs> this sounds heavy. And all of a sudden, it's like, yo, we got a song. And it's it's always mm. so much fun because everybody has their own style of music. Mm. Like, I was brought up on rock music and soul music. So, Stevie Wonder, Linkin Park. I was a weird child. Yeah. But, like... That's, that's great, though. It was great for me, yeah. It was like, I really enjoyed it. Oh, wait. And, yeah, who are you listening to? Linkin Park, Boys to Men, uh, Mansell Brown, uh, Yusuf Days, and Aloe Park. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, Saba. A lot of Saba. The internet as well, actually. Yeah. Mm. yeah I've been banging out there lately mm. for a while, man. It's so good. Kamaza Washington and sort of his new stuff. Mm. Like, lovely guy. One of the nicest guys I've met. And Thundercat. Thundercat oh, is course, a G. Of course, of course. I, I met him on my birthday this year at Uni, oh. at Uni 31 and we just talked about anime the whole time. Really? <laughs> Literally, he's like saying, there's another one of me. Yes. And he's wearing cat ears and everything. That was dope. Anyone else in your family musical? Uh, no, I'm the first actual musician like Papa actually took it seriously. Wow! Did like, you have drum lessons? Like, cause you you were you were singing before, right? So yeah, I was. Yeah, I was singing back in secondary school, and I sang in primary school a little bit. Um, and I was classically trained by my teachers. I was in a choir, school chapel choir, and we went on tour a lot. But my drumming started in primary school when um my school offered me off this offered me drum lessons, like saying like. Yo, who wants drum lessons? We got a drum guy coming in. It's like, I was the only one to put my hand up. I was oh, like, wow. okay, cool. I could get free drum lessons. And I did for like <laughs> three months. And then the guy was like, yo, it's only one student. Burn this. And then left. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. So, primary school, year six, year five and year six, I was just teaching myself. Just oh, wow. Videos. How did you what? do that? Because I'm guessing... I used to just go on AOL. I used to like oh, pray to my mom saying like, mom, please, can I go on the PC Type my AOL password. I think I still remember my AOL password. What if it still works? Actually, I got no shit. I haven't thought about AOL, and you'd be like, "Please, can you not use the phone?" Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Everybody's gonna be like, "Get off the internet!" You're like, Kah! "Yeah." Oh, fully. Oh, yeah. I'm on my head. Oh god. Oh uh, yeah. No, but yeah, my whole family like then none of them are really musical. Um, and then like when I got to secondary school, I couldn't afford drum lessons, so I was just there standing outside the door of the drum room, just staring at all these guys near like. Yeah, 11 or year 10, just playing Mad Rouge. I'm like, I want to play like that. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't let me in. <laughs> the, mm. the doors, so this is like a, it's like a glass, like a glass door. And it's me just staring at them, like with my big old rucksack on my back, like, <laughs> I'm ready to play. And like, they're not going to let me in. Mm-mm. Like a year seven when it's like the bags, it's like bigger it's than all the, the turtle turtles. bags. Yeah. You want to like push them and you're like, we're about to get back up. <laughs> that's, that's, that's so, I'm a, um, yeah, uh, I just started playing. Uh, drums at school and she started realizing oh I'm, I'm actually really good at this and then um, they put me in jazz band and I was like yeah great and I wasn't even the drummer for jazz band I was the percussionist so mm-hmm. I'm doing djembes and bells and stuff like that and my friend Jesse was like playing some killer grooves and he was the best drummer in the school mm. and then I was like I need to get better than him so I <laughs> I practiced every day I would come mm-hmm. in before school I'd get to school by 8 o'clock or, or 7.30 sometimes and practice till 8.30 and then I go go for roll call after form form class. I'll go during lunchtime, break time, and then after school till six until they kick me out anyway. Mm. Oh wow! 
I dedication. That, yeah, I did that five days a week. And then, uh, yeah, it just got to the point where I said, like, oh, yeah, you're actually really good at music. And then they said, like, okay, we're going to keep on doing do these tests with you and see how you go. And they were... The tests were hard. I'm not gonna lie; they were really mm. pushing. Like, if you can do it, they will make you do it over and over again to get it right. Mm. And I really love that. I really appreciate that from them because they were really pushing me to the next level of, of being a musician, mm. also being a hard worker. Because of them, mm. I was really able to like get to the mindset of like practice does make perfect in the end, and like you will get to where you want to go if you actually just push. Mm. To be honest, Benji, I always saw you as a hard worker because when we met in Nijo. National Youth Jazz, shout out. <laughs> um, <laughs> cut out that. <laughs> um, uh, when um, yeah, when I met you there with um, with everyone else, I felt like we as singers, oh, we took a, about mm, three coffee breaks during the morning. Oh, we had a lot of breaks. And coffee breaks and like the national youth, like I'm sure you were like teenage. You don't need coffee as teenagers. <laughs> hot, hot chocolate. <laughs> we had the option, yeah. And yeah, remember, yeah. Sometimes when we were really young, it's like yes, yeah, so, uh, I love an espresso, a mocha, yeah, es- <laughs> espresso. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I remember just uh, coming back uh, like when I think everyone had a break or whatever, and you'd always be playing yeah like mm. everybody's on break i'll be in the room just like shedding with lorenz i remember and i i just used to be like wow like saying to the other singers like you really should stop drinking <laughs> uh, like haven't taken so many breaks because these like have it sorted out and that's the thing with singers because you don't really need to take any equipment with you so we can sing and practice whilst we're getting our our drinks oh, <laughs> we're going out imagine what do we do that I would like a baby chino. <laughs> baby chino. And a Do you rehearse much? Spend much time rehearsing? Uh, when we do, we, we go all out in the steam down. Like, I remember the first time we had like a big rehearsal, we did the steam down orchestra. And we did that at the jazz cafe. Mm. So we had, basically, we had re- like written the music for an orchestra. So we had drums, uh, tuba, bass, guitar, and maybe four or five horns. So we had like... Uh, Nabaya Garcia, uh, Cassie Kanoshi, uh, Sheila Maurice Gray. Uh, who else was on that? I think it was that. And then we had, yeah, Mark Mollison uh, and Theon Cross adding into the Stina family. And we had like two, three days of rehearsals. It's like, I think from like, from like 11 to, yeah, 11 to about 10. Mm. And it's just like constant work and like saying, this has to sound nice. It has to be good. And like, at one point, I was one point where I was like, oh, okay, um, we, what was it? There's a song uh, made, by, made by Cassie Kanoshi where it's in 5-4, but, but it's for two drummers. So one drummer's playing in four, one per drummer's wow. playing in five. And then like, the horn lines are so like, oh my God, so much fun to play. But it's like, when I first learned it, I was so, it was so hard. I, like, I remember the first day after rehearsal, I was so let down by myself. I was like Aww. so angry at myself because I couldn't play it. So what I did was <laughs> I went on YouTube and found like a five or four like metronome and mm-hmm. I start I put it in my ear for the whole night. I was literally doing literally for the whole night. So the next day I'm literally in the taxi just going to the going to the um to the uh, um, rehearsal space and literally I'm just doing this on my lap 
and I know the Uber driver is getting annoyed at me because he's just, he's a screw me like one of those death, death squares like through the glass. I'm like, I don't want to know what your star your rating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, my rating's like what was it four point nine? I'm cold. Is that on he's so was a this drama. on Bolt or like? <laughs> no, this is a lot. This is a lot Captain? Uber. Cap- Sorry, I'm now just back on Bolt. Bolt, Bolt days. No, Uber days. Uber days. Right, okay. Don't use it. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I was like, because I was so disheartened by myself in the first day, I pushed and pushed and worked so hard that I basically didn't sleep the other night. That and then Aww. next day it was like I got there and I played it like, yo, I sound cold. And it's like it was just like you need to have that mentality. It's like, yo, if you have a short amount of time to get this work done before like a big show, you have to put time and effort in. Mm. And that's that was just my my way of seeing it. Yeah. You're very disciplined. Yeah. I think all the years of like going into school at like seven thirty and like not leaving till almost twelve hours I, later. I blame my mum. I blame actually I blame <laughs> my mum. I blame my mum and my aunties because I was I was raised by women in my family. So I was raised by my aunties, my mum, uh my sister. And they proper put discipline into me to work hard. Like I'll go to my auntie's house and read a whole novel about me be like Yeah, just read a random novel mm. and then write an essay about it every weekend with my auntie. My sister would be teaching me maths. Um, literally every week, just going from the timetables. My mum would just be disciplining me if I did anything stupid, which I did a lot. <laughs> I'm so sorry, mum. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny because we did the podcast with Harrison and he kind of said a similar thing. And I feel like maybe it's only until the last two months that I realised that like, you can do anything you want, but you really you have to work hard at it. Really, oh, whatever fully. it is, you can do anything is achievable, but... Mm. You can't half-ass anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's no quick fix to anything. Oh, fully, yeah. That's why I, when I told my parents, well, I told my mom and dad I was going to do um, jazz at university. They were like, well, we did say you have to do a degree. Because <laughs> that's the rule of my family. You need to have at least one degree. At least, <laughs> at one. least. At least one. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. And I said I was going to do jazz. They were like, as long as you work hard and you get your degree, I won't say nothing about mm-hmm. it. And she was cool with that. My uncle, on the other hand, didn't speak to me for a month. Best month of my life. <laughs> I can't lie. Like you have to like learn all the parts from the get go. Like mm. especially like at Nigel, it was very like everybody there was mad talented, and some of them came from very like higher class families where like they were like they were gifted with lessons from mm. the get go, like from the day they were born. Me, no lessons at all. Renz had a few lessons back when he was in primary school and then basically learned like learned from himself like me and then we got there we were like okay Lo, let's see what we can do let's vibe we got there didn't know jack we were so confused it was like wait there's charts there's music yeah. we just improvised it's like <laughs> and it was it was always funny because i remember like first day um it was like oh we're gonna play i'll take the a train it's like okay cool and i'm trying to play it trying to hit all the hits and the charts and like Jem was like, that was good, Ben. It could be better, but it was good. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> then this other young buck comes and plays the same song and kills it. I was like, ah. Oh. I wanted to like cuss him out, say, what the, like, proper, like, Bob. Like, this is but. the real life whiplash. But. <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm trying to show me up, fam. It's like, nah, but he wasn't. He was just like doing his bits. Oh. And like, all credit to him. He was a sick drummer. Still is a sick drummer. Very gifted kid. Um, and then because of that, me and Lorenz just looked at each other thinking like, yo, we got to shed this. Mm. So we took the chart back home with us. And every day for a week, uh, back in secondary school, we practiced our song, lunchtime, break time, after school. Brilliant. Just that one song, take the A-train over and over again. Mm. Say like, where's the hits? On free. 
like it was like ah it was a banger and then we got to we got to next week and we're like saying okay we're playing take the a train it's like i'm playing this song put my yeah. hand up in the air like it's me let me and lorenz give each other a look like we're gonna do this and we came there and smashed it and let's say like yo that was amazing then they put a new chart on i was like ah crap <laughs> This is actually giving me some serious flashbacks. Right you hear me? Like, new chart, new yeah. song. Let's get this. No, seriously. Yeah, seriously. I because <laughs> the the thing is basically we went in a different room to. Oh yeah, you were downstairs. Yeah. Yeah, we were downstairs in the, the basement, and with our coffees oh, and our baby thing. chinos and our hot chocolates, <laughs> and it was the same thing. So there was always somebody who would be singing with one of the bands, mm-hmm. and they were kind of like like the big deal. And then there was me who had a bit of a time management problem and still does. <laughs> and I'd rock up. And uh, I'd usually learn the chart as well. So, But you had to, honestly, everyone had to be so on it, on learn, learning the chart. Mm-hmm. You had to learn it so well. If you didn't know it, you were like out. It was like yeah. weakest link, honestly. <laughs> but that kind of, like, instilling a lot of professional discipline has set you, like, in good stead. Yes, because, like, now I know it's like, yo, if you can't do the work, like you gotta work harder like for me i i've realized like from the get-go like this world is hard whether i do music whether like i do anything business or ict anything like that um it's gonna be mad difficult so i need to put in effort every time and like being at nigel really taught me like yo i can be replaced but i found that sometimes having that mentality of i need to be better than this person i need to be better than this person is great but it kind of takes out and cancels the idea of collaboration within music which is equally as important and if you don't get that right then it's not it runs the risk of not being creative like a different kind of movement throughout the industry yeah so you have to collaborate that makes total sense like i guess like maybe i'm thinking of session that's what i'm thinking yeah like depping and and everything but i know benji you do you teach right yeah i teach at uh Two schools and uh, one in West London, one in Central London. Yeah. So, do you find that teaching has helped you at all in your practice? Oh, definitely by far. Because like there'll be stuff I'm doing, like saying, "Yo, this move sounds sick," you know. <laughs> and then the t- a kid asks me, "Like, how do you play it?" I'm like, "Oh snap! <laughs> I just feel it, you know. I just like I have that feeling. It's like, what's the feeling? I don't know, but it's good. And <laughs> like I don't know how to explain it. It's like yeah. sometimes ideas come to your head." Like, naturally, other times you have to really work for it and, like, feel it when you're playing it. And it's, like, being being able to be a teacher and maybe proper explain it to a kid, like, oh, this is how you do it. This is how you can place it on a different groove. This is how you can take it and hit, make a hit so it's how it stands out in a song. But, yeah, the idea of, like, teaching to younger people is so much fun for me because it's like, yo, I can get to look at how I play and how I can give it to someone else and see how they use it and how they play it. And if I can also learn from them, it's the best feeling ever. And like, going back to your point about like, having like that, like working mentality be, be better than everybody else. Like, I want my, the kids I teach to work hard and realise, yo, they're good enough to be at that point, at the level of a the next big superstar. Mm. Whether they're a drummer, vocalist, saxophonist, keys player, if you work hard and put the effort in, you can be the next person. But at the same time, you're not going to get there if you can't work with anybody. You mm. need to actually be able to communicate and vibe with that person. Like, even if it's not even about music, just being friendly and talking and being open with a communication like that, whether it's music or not, having that having that vibe allows you to bring trust in the in the work environment. 
and like that will open up a whole new door to like mm. music in general. Like I've been doing music for a while now, and that's because I've been talking to bare people because I've got a big mouth. Um, <laughs> Trust me, that's why we have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so true. Fair enough, yo. Um, yeah, I just like I've been able to ask so many questions about music business and where to take me and how like how do I like show myself to people and uh, present myself and like like how to how do I make myself unique to everybody else. And like, I was like, I've been talking, I've been talking to like drummers like Eddie Hicks, uh, Yusuf Days, Femi Kali also, all guys who I love to death. These guys are amazing musicians and amazing human beings, like some of the best human beings I know. And they have their own style about how they play and what they wear and how they talk and how they are. And they're all real. Like, it's not even like they're trying to put an act. Like, there's certain people who put an act saying like, oh, I'm this guy, I'm meant to be the guy. It's like, you're not, like, we know you're not, you're just acting. But these guys are real and they don't want to change because that's the thing. When you try and change or be someone you're not, you end up putting yourself in a bubble where everybody thinks you're this person. It's been so nice to speak to... A person in real in, life, yeah. Yeah, I feel like all my social energy for the year has just come on to this, like, <laughs> this moment. Like I said, and my mum has said, I have a big mouth, that's it. No, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> that was nice. Oh, Benji, thank you so much. It was so lovely to talk to you and spend a lovely evening together eating curry on my roof. <laughs> if you want to keep up to date with what Benji's doing, you can follow him on Instagram. That's at Benji underscore on underscore drums. And you can also keep up to date with what Steam Down are doing. You can follow them on Instagram at Steamdown. That's just one word. And also, you must stream their track, Free My Skin. It is so good. Check out their Spotify for more as well. Also, just like Hattie was saying at the beginning, if you want to leave a review, some feedback, a rating, follow us, subscribe, share the love, that would be so much appreciated because then, you know, we can just share all this lovely music with everybody um just spread the word people spread the word and we will see you next week for probably a completely random artist so keep it locked and keep it on repeat see you soon we hope you've enjoyed the episode and want to keep us on repeat you can follow, subscribe and like us on your podcast platform of choice and slide into our DMs on Instagram by following us at onrepeatthepodcast. All information will be included in the show notes. On Repeat was made, produced and edited by us and the theme music is an original piece by Ellie's jazz band, Fujiyama and wonderfully resampled by Dee, the producer for the podcast. All of our guests give us permission to use their music. Thanks again for listening and don't forget to keep it on repeat.